Welcome to episode 111 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian the Sauce Sharper. Hello. And Matt Cassell. Welcome back, guys. Thanks. It's been a while. Thanks. It is Monday night, June 13th. We are fresh off San Diego Comic-Con, the four-day extravaganza that gave us a bounty that none of us went to. Right, that none of us went to this year, unlike our jet setter, Ian Sharpley, who went last year. I felt like we do a comic book podcast, we should have a reporter, a man on the scene, to check out the happenings. This year, not so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, regardless, um, they didn't pull any punches because no one from McSauce was available. <laughs> they still released a lot of news. So much news that we're going to need two giant-sized episodes of the McSauce podcast to cover it. Tonight's episode, Batman, Superman, Star Wars, Suicide Squad. Later this Not week's episode... in that order. Right. Later this week's episode... All the comic book news that was released. So we are going to give you a heaping helping, a steaming dose of Comic-Con news. We heat that news up just so it's steaming hot. We throw it at you. You want cold news? Nobody wants you cold want news. piping hot news. Right off the stove. That's right. But before we do the news, how about some housekeeping with Ian Sharpling? Things that are always steaming happen on McSauce.com. You can check out the <laughs> steaming hot comics, the podcast that we always have on Wednesday, except for whenever we want to take a break. And we also have reviews of the comic books that we know and love so dearly on Mondays and Thursdays. If you want to get in touch with, with us, the best way to do so is to go to facebook.com forward slash mixsauce and you can like us there, you can send us private messages, you can post on the page and follow any of the updates that we post on that page as well as follow the strip. You can go to iTunes to find said podcast and send us a review a rating, a five-star rating, would be the thing that we're looking for. Even if you hate us, give us a five-star rating. That would be that'd be acceptable, I think. You can go to Podomatic and find the uh, the show on Podomatic, as well as Stitcher Radio. You can find us there. Um, all the good places that you can find podcasts. And if you you find our podcast and you know, we've only been an hour recently, so then you run out and you're like, oh no, I'm all out of podcast. I need more podcast. We want to send you they to- more sauce podcast. They do, but we're not giving them that. So we can direct them to another podcast. A group of friends of ours at the Gearbox Union. If you go to gearboxunion.com, you can check out their podcast. They have videos, a gallery, all kinds of fun things. They're also on iTunes now. But I think that the best way to get their show is to go on to gearboxunion.com, click on the podcast button at the top of the screen, and that's where you can find the Mandatory Downtime Podcast. It's a podcast about everything, anything, and nothing. So 
They usually deal in comic book nerd culture type things. Good friends of ours, when we were up at Sci-Fi Valley Con in Altoona, they really rolled out the red carpet for us. So check them out and you're going to want to check them out because recently they have challenged your favorite podcast, the McSauce Podcast, in a podcast race of sorts to see... I'm not really sure of the rules of this podcast race. I don't think there are any rules. Much like the Gearbox Union likes to do, there are no rules. It's loosely based. Pandemonium! So, I'm assuming that we're just going to see who can podcast who into the ground. And for that, I can only direct them to our <laughs> previous podcast encounters. If you go back in the iTunes vaults, and you check out the podcast race that we had last October um, against the... Was that only last October? It was. Holy shit, it feels, it feels like, like two Octobers I ago. I was thinking that. The Nerd Exchange of Western Pennsylvania... Who? Used to have a podcast, but after the Marvel DC debate podcast that we had with them and... What happened in the went, debate, Ian? We went back and forth a little bit and we then continued to podcast and they then haven't put out an episode And since. why is that? Probably because they felt they made their point, they had nothing left to prove, and they were done. How gracious. A mic drop <laughs> on their part. They had nothing left to say, they said it all, but for us, we, we still have Stuff to say. We have, you know, hours and hours and hours and hours Still of things to say. Still trying to climb that mountain, chasing that dragon. So, so Gearbox, that's what happened to the last set of people that challenged us. So, we accept your challenge. Let's get some rules, a little bit of rules here. That's all we ask. But uh, we're going to put out high-quality podcasting from, from here on out, and as we've done in the past. So check out Gearbox Union at GearboxUnion.com and follow the ongoing battle. So this past weekend was a big Comic-Con event. Some names weren't there. Marvel decided we're not going to go because I assume the powers that be at Marvel slash Disney are building their own Marvel Con. Well, they don't have to build one because they already have one. Disney already has some kind of convention that is exclusive to them, which is where they're going to roll out all that stuff. Well, that takes care of that. See you next time. But for all those, all those other unsuccessful comic book and movie makers, they still went to San Diego because they still had a few things to say. Uh, a little You're saying that um, Star Wars is a unsuccessful movie franchise. Hey, I feel I, I, you know what? They, I watched the Star Wars panel today, but I was underwhelmed by Star Wars, by what they had to give. Here's a little behind the scenes thing. Here's the actors. That's great, but I feel like they they didn't really make the statement that they could have. Probably because they're like, well, you know. We, just at Celebration and we can do whatever we want with Disney and we'll make just as big a stink if we release this on any random Thursday as we could at a big event. Right. So, but I, I expected more from the Star Wars panel, but 
Warner Brothers really delivered. Can I can I interject for one uh, second? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I want to talk about something uh, that didn't deliver. Um, if you've been paying attention to the uh, McSauce Comic Book Podcast for the last <laughs> two months, you know about my ongoing saga with one Robert Liefeld of Deadpool fame, Image Comics founder. He drew a, a commission sketch for me of Savage Dragon that uh, that I failed to pick up. That we got a brief we got a brief look at. We got a brief look at on Instagram. Uh, but I failed to pick it up at, at a certain time, and, and he left the convention uh, all the way to California, I believe, is where he lives, along with the drawing that I paid for. And this was this was May seventh. May seventh. What's today's date? July thirteenth. How long ago was that? Two months and a week, almost. So we're looking at nine weeks. I mean. Can't you have a baby in nine weeks or something? Uh, I think you can fuck Kim Basinger in nine weeks. Is that what it is? Or maybe nine and a half Isn't that weeks. a Hugh Grant movie? Nine weeks? Nine and a half weeks? Nine and a half weeks is... I think you're thinking Notting Hill. Uh, nine and a half weeks is Kim There's Basinger a... and... Mickey... Michael Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. There's also About a Boy, but I don't think that's... Has nothing to do with commissions. So anyway, this commission has been an ongoing saga, a Twitter, uh, not a battle, but back and forth. Hey, what's your address? My address. I don't want to tell you over Twitter. Well, how can I get in touch with you? Nothing. Hey, do, I'd really like to get my commission. Oh yeah, well just send me your address. <laughs> Follow me on Facebook or on Twitter so I can send you something. So yeah, it's a simple forth. thing. All it would He's take to have a direct conversation with this gentleman is for him to follow you. Is right. a click of a button, and then you can continue to do Go the lion's share of the work. Right. And so he can even unfollow you right once when he's the transaction. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, well, you know, can you ship it to me? Yeah, sure, no problem. Um, just uh, drop shipping money in my PayPal. Oh, great. Well, how much is that going to be? Oh, and what's your PayPal? Uh, it's $15. Yeah, okay. What's your PayPal? It's whatever it is. Um, week goes by, whatever. Did you get the money I sent you in PayPal? Oh, my PayPal was hacked. I, I don't know what's going on. This guy's driving me crazy. So, uh, finally, um, around June 25th, what is that, about three weeks ago now? He said... He posted on Twitter. Actually, let me uh, just bear with me for one second. We don't want to misquote. I, I don't want to misquote, and I want to make sure that I that I have the date correct. Because we are nothing if not fair. Oh, here. Look at that. The Gearbox so, so. Union is following me. Okay, so um, <laughs> I uh, not for long. <laughs> I I posted at eleven forty five a.m. I was probably at work when I did this. This is how important this is to me. I wasn't even thinking about work. I was thinking about the Savage Dragon Commission. And I said, I don't even say hi, Rob, anymore. I'm just straight to the point. I said, did you get my address? You're that tight. What? You're that tight. No, I'm point. kind of that pissed at this point. I said, did you get my address? I resent it on your site. He responded that day, and he said, received packing slash sending. That was on... 625. LOL, JK. <laughs> now, Psych. Now, I realize there was a 
there was a holiday in there. There was a San Diego Comic Con, and he had to make his like Deadpool sketches that he like did some kind of weirdo scavenger hunt throughout the con for. Now time out, because Jim Lee did the same thing with Batman characters last year, and I loved it. So. <laughs> yeah, but you are waiting for a commission That's of true. Batman from Jim Lee, of Wildcats from Jim Lee. Ugh, Not even. I wasn't waiting for you? my. I was. I wasn't waiting for my Shadowhawk commission. From <laughs> Jim Lee. Oh, so, image, com- image so comics humor. The the. I don't want to say the ending of the story because it's ongoing, and we'll be back next week to to fill you in. But. I still haven't received it. It still has not been delivered. <sighs> Fuck. Now, <laughs> should I should I send oh boy. A, a tweet to Rob Liefeld right now, live on the McSauce Comic Book Podcast? Yes. Yes, you should. Okay, what should yes, I say? You should. Let me let me get out the old phone. Go back to Twitter. Now, should I send a new one or should I piggyback this one? Piggyback this one because you said that that was the... Or no, send a new one because that's the way that he responds, well, right? So yes, been, but, but been... he did respond to one of my responses, like that, like a back and forth once, and it was right. the most recent one. So maybe... I'm go- okay, it's been a while. We've had so radio sounds for three he weeks. He said he mailed this on June 23rd. Received packing slash sending. So sending... Right. Send it. Am I am I within my rights to be like, did you send it? It's been, because I haven't gotten it yet. It's been three weeks. Yeah, that's a long time. California, you could walk from California to Pittsburgh <laughs> in three weeks. I don't. I don't think that's true. What? I think it probably is true. I mean, if your name is Barry Allen, maybe two weeks notice was the Hugh Grant. I was All right, the Hugh Grant so, movie. I was talking about. Two weeks notice? Yeah. Much Whatever. less than nine and a half weeks. But weeks nonetheless. That's that's correct. Um, and, and, and a number in there as well. Right. So clearly this has been going on. The point is, th- this saga has gone on the length of a pregnancy, is what I'm saying. Yes. That's correct. I want my commission baby already. That's what I want. I want you to have it. What are you gonna do with it whenever you get it? Burn it. I don't know. <laughs> we should burn it on the show. <laughs> uh, that would be so funny. But yeah, um, how about this? Why don't we? Why don't we wait a week? Wait a week. So we're not gonna do this right now. Right. And maybe maybe we could even because I'm lost. I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Maybe some of our fans could chime in with some okay. of the things that they would like. Matt to tweet okay. to Rob Liefeld. That's so fair. if you fans out there have an idea of what you want Matt to say to Rob Liefeld to help him get his commission, because we know that Rob didn't send that shit out yet. It's still sitting on his kitchen table. How can we help Matt get what he paid for? Well, if I, help us, fans. If I asked him, did you send it? He would say, sorry, been busy with San Diego Comic-Con, blah, blah, blah. That's what would probably Should happen. we kill him with kindness? Should we be rude to him? I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, it, it has gotten to the point of ridiculousness. I should be offended. I should be angry, and I should be outraged. Right. $215 was spent so far on absolutely nothing but frustration. Wow. Like, I paid... And a really awesome story. story. 
What? I had a funny story. Do you th- do you feel that this story is worth two hundred and fifty dollars? Uh, not my two hundred and fifteen dollars, um, but maybe I think your word. We're probably creeping up on it. Yeah, it gets better though, doesn't it? Like the longer it goes, I it's thought. Like, oh my god! When you texted today that you had you know update on the story, I thought that we we're gonna uh, you were gonna have the commission with you. We we're gonna be able to see it. Sorry. I was really excited, and now I'm I'm a little bummed out to be honest. It would be hilarious if it was really tiny. <laughs> If it was only like four by four, I but wanted, in the Instagram it just looked really big. Well, I want it to just be a napkin, like stick figure. <laughs> what, what if I get it? And it's a photocopy. <laughs> uh, it's Savage Dragon number one photocopy, black and white cover rip. Here you go. I think the thing that really kind of gets me is that I'm still just a little bit sensitive about his 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 comment to me about the 16 other people were able to pick up their commissions on time as if it was strictly my fault. And I felt like that was so unnecessary for him to say that. That's true. And you were, the reason why you didn't make it there on time is not because of lateness or just, you know, you didn't care. You were working at the convention. You were a fellow artist. He should understand that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, unless unless he thought he was being, and I I still think he maybe thought he was being funny, but it just didn't play that way because it gets funnier it's about the about gets, what happened. It gets funnier the longer that this but, delays. Like we we met him, we talked to him. I get the idea that he was like, well, jab jab, hey, because thirty six other people made it. Uh, thirty six other people uh, grabs stuff. his cheeks digitally. Yeah, like I don't, I don't, I, don't, I still don't get the idea that at that point, that early in the transaction, in the exchange of not getting this thing, yeah, I don't think he was a dick yet. I think at this point he's probably like, mother fuck, I fucking hate this guy. Holy fuck, does he hate you? Well, right. I I want to keep on him so that way it doesn't like right, so that way it still happens. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like and that's, if, yeah, if that's, I and that's if right. I let him go for six months. Hey, uh, Rob, do you He's remember gonna be like, I was that guy in Philadelphia? I don't think I paid. I, I don't remember getting that money from you. Uh, yeah, so keep up. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, what, what did deliver this week, unlike my Savage Dragon commission from Rob Liefeld, was DC, Warner Brothers. They brought it. Yeah, and some stuff they brought today, this afternoon, not so much during Comic-Con. Yeah. That being the Suicide Squad trailer. Well, they showed it. They showed, they showed it to it the panel. Con. Someone leaked it. Right. And it was hard to see. Really couldn't tell what was going on. And I watched the crappy someone's crooked camera phone video earlier today. What is it with these... The way they're filmed. I swear to God, these... Like, if I'm there and I'm going to film it, if I'm going to bootleg it, this is how I'm going to do it. But the way that these fanboys do it, it's like... Well, if you would have been at Comic-Con, you would know that they crack down on that stuff. They take people's iPhones. If they see you doing that, um, they, they crack, execute you. They, they kill they, you they, style. It, yeah, if they... There's got to be slick ways of doing it. Outside of Hall H, there are rows of guillotines where they just fucking chop heads of bootleggers Is this left like and right. what we do at the movies if you... 
like turn your it's phone the, on it's the beta version of that that's what happened that's oh, okay. what i witnessed at comic-con last year that's why i didn't bootleg anything because i wanted to keep my head well thank god for these bootleggers because those are the guys that are forcing the studio hands to release this shit to us i would imagine <clears throat> that the bootlegging goes something like this where they're just like crossed yeah, over yeah, yeah. hiding no, it or something right. like that but i mean that's why the the videos are so shitty and crooked right, right. um but they did the exact same thing with the Batman v Superman trailer. Not the current one, because they were very nice to release that in all of its glory, but the first one, that leaked, uh, what, about two or three weeks before it was going to be like in theaters, and then Warner Bros. was just like, ah, fuck it. Well, there was even a leak of, go. at Comic-Con last year, there was a leak that I, I was but able to see. that never came out. That didn't come out, and it was just strictly the rooftop scene yeah. where Batman in his full armor is the first time that you got to see him in his armor mm -hmm. from the Dark Knight Returns and he flips the the uh, the bat signal on and Superman's hovering and they never did release that but it did get leaked for a but short amount of time. But that sequence, only half of it is in the new trailer. They still don't so show Superman in the sky. True. But anyway, we'll so get to that. The big, like, the big thing I don't understand about all the Suicide Squad secrecy and, oh, we're not going to release the trailer. And even <laughs> after the trailer was leaked online, Warner Brothers or David Ayer, someone in the Suicide Squad camp was like, sorry, this guy leaked this, but it's just not ready yet. Like, you know, it's not ready for general public. But you got it ready for today, for this afternoon. It took two days, It yeah. took that quick. Like, don't, don't fuck around and try to cover your ass. Just... Fucking release it. And my comment on that is, I've seen the whole Suicide Squad fucking movie because <laughs> every single day I wake up, there's a new leaked yeah, picture. Yeah, like if, if it's Star Wars, yeah, that's outrageous that someone leaked something because the secrecy crackdown on Star Wars is is insane. They I don't know how aerial done photos it. of like reconnaissance airplanes flying to get yeah. leaked shit for Star Wars. I hope that's on camera that Ian spilled beer on his pants. Right on my penis. Back yeah, here. like if if Star Wars so gets right leaked, on your penis, you, here. you're like, holy hell! Oh, that's I'm, a visual. That's a visual gag. You're gonna have to tune into the video to see that, folks. Dare you? If, I thought you were gonna go with the stereotypical black thing. Well, you're half white. If Star Wars gets leaked, just so like your top half is black and belly button down is cracker. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like to think. My feet are really light. So if Star Wars gets leaked, it's a big thing right. because the Shroud of Secrecy is opaque. But we've seen everything from Suicide Squad. Correct. So what the fuck are you waiting for? Well, I Just mean, Star Wars isn't being filmed in downtown Toronto either, like outdoors all the time. Right. So, But they don't seem to be cracking down on any of that ever How can they all. do it? People are filming from their apartment building. Like, yeah, what I, are you going to do? Tell the person... Don't look out your window. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's just there's so much of it all the time, every single yeah. day. You know, like it do a green screen in the studio. But anyway, what did you think? We'll, of get, the we'll get to that later on. Okay. okay, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. That, that was ominous. Don't worry. By the time we get there, we'll totally forget that I said that or what it was in reference to. Yeah. So okay, Suicide Squad, the trailer. What did we think about it? Well, that's. It's very fresh in our minds because we watched it right before uh, right before we started recording tonight. Um, well, you know what? I'm just going to come out and say it. I think Marvel 
might be in trouble. Oh boy. Uh oh. Oh boy. I think DC has brought it. I think DC is gonna have some pretty good movies in its arsenal. And Suicide Squad. Well, Suicide Squad's not the first. It's gonna be the second one. The first one's Batman v Superman. We're doing this a little bit out of order. But Suicide Squad looks good. It looks different. Yeah, Suicide it looks Squad looks kinda kinda scary. Yeah. In parts. Like that goat head thing? What was that? That was scary. That would give you weird. nightmares. And there's a couple frames right after you see the goat head guy where it looks like there's someone else dressed in a a muscle suit. As in, it looks like a, per, a body without skin and you just see the, the musculature, the red mus muscles underneath. And it's, yeah, I don't know what those dudes are, who they are, but they're fucking creepy. Even the, the shots where you follow along with en Enchantress and you're seeing her, you know, um, she's spelunking and she's in a cave and then the next time that you skulls in the cave the next time that you see her she's she's clearly shaken up and she's like in some pool of water with all this um you know this forest kind of around her um it's it's really shocking and weird and disturbing and it's stuff that you haven't seen in comic book films um lately even even the killer croc stuff i know that that's one sticking point with a lot of people but i thought that killer croc from the short amount of screen time that you saw in the trailer he looked pretty good yeah he looked did, he looked really good did you like, guys have i'm jumping right into it did, did you have a standout character out of the squad that you were just like wow that that looks really cool was there was there anybody in particular? Um, the one that I was most intrigued with was Enchantress because I don't know anything about her and she looked fucking crazy and fucked yeah. up and I want to know more about that story and, yeah. and why she ended up as part of the Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. um, I think that they're you know they're clearly pushing Harley Quinn. She was the one that was probably. I, I really hope she's not overdone because yeah. the longer Harley Quinn becomes like the most popular character in the world, the less I'm liking her. In general, because I, and we've talked about it before on the show, I feel like Harley Quinn as a female character is a lot of girls like kind of hero in a lot of ways, and she shouldn't be because she's essentially an abused woman who is in love with somebody that is horrible to her, and she's the complete opposite of like, um, you know, like uh, feminism and and just being a strong someone woman. you should look look up to, like Wonder Woman, right? Or Captain Marvel or Black Widow, right? Or Power Girl with you know right. the boob window, but and but all. they get so like th because there's that like quote unquote love element to it with her being in love with the Joker and they love calling him Puddin and all that bullshit. They they like they. They lose sight of like how demented that relationship is. I think we're really gonna get to see how demented that relationship is in this film. And there's I'm excited. A, yeah, for there's that. a certain level of reading between the lines I, in the animated series, but they don't have any restrictions on this one. I mean, well, as long as it's within PG thirteen. Well, yeah. I mean, this we're not gonna see the Joker's dick or anything. Well, even if it was rated R, I don't think we'd be seeing Joker dick. But we might see like top of the shaft or something. I don't think we would. <laughs> what if he had green pubes? <laughs> would that be? If he has green pubes. Yeah, I think he goes for it. I think he does. Or do you think he's like hairless? Because he looks like he might be hairless. No, he has a big green bush. Do well? Do you think? Do you think this Jared Leto Joker 
dyes his hair, or if this is a product of he dyes the chemical bath? He dyes his hair. He's, I think this is vain. all applied. This is a like some kind of skin treatment. The tattoos, the hair, like that. I think he did that to himself. See, I think genetically he is his skin is white. Like there's nothing he can do about that. But he just takes that and runs with it. I'm not sure that it was self-inflicted, his white skin. Right. But um, but I don't feel like he was born like that. Something happened to make it happen. Oh, I still think that but, the classic Joker origin story took place. I'm pulling from the body, the extreme body modification with the tattoos and the teeth. It seems like he might have... That's it's not... Out of the imagination that he might have done something like that to himself. Right. Regardless, it doesn't fucking matter. Man, this trailer won me over 100% with the Joker. I'm I'm in. He looks fucking creepy, menacing, probably a little silly. Jared Leto in, what, two sentences of dialogue. Um, I'm over the tattoos. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about the grills. I don't give a fuck about anything. I'm in. I want to see this. Yeah, I essentially wow. said the same thing before yeah, you came Paul over. Did say like the same uh, thing. this. Yeah. This check. Cash my check. Yeah. I mean, I love the way that he kind of has to talk around those teeth. Yeah. Like his his you know words sound a little different because he's yes. coming around that grill. And and, and if you look at it, it's. It's not necessarily like it's not necessarily a grill. It looks like some parts of his teeth are broken off and like right. replaced and shit like that. Well, like, I mean, we're just calling it a grill, but we don't mean like he went out and had this done. Yeah, and, and it makes me excited. The things that we've talked about, uh, you know, the why does he have these fucked up teeth? Well, because he fought the Ben Affleck Batman for right. a time. It makes me excited to see a prequel version in maybe the Batman where you get to see, you know, a completely pristine, clean version of this Joker maybe fight against Batman and get real fucked up. So. Maybe. So all that and Enchantress, your standout character. Those are the two that really drew me in. The Joker? The Joker and Enchantress oh, the were jo- my the two The Joker favorites. was like the prize hey, that's, the Yeah, of, I mean, everybody. that's a giveaway. Everybody fucking loved that. Um, but, but yeah, like, seeing Harley kind of... I had the almost opposite effect of what I think most people had. It was like, oh my god, Harley Quinn, this is so exciting. I'm really kind of over Harley Quinn in general. Like, she's, like, the least of my concerns as far as, like, being excited about this. We touched on this briefly before we started. Uh, Margot Robbie is so sexy as Harley Quinn. But when she's not Harley Quinn, I am totally disinterested in her. I don't know what it is about the hair, the white skin, or what, but normal Margot Robbie is just bitch face for days but Harley Quinn Margot Robbie so hot fuck yeah Yeah, uh, she's really sexy I'm I think it's gonna be overkill with the Harley stuff I do like this version it looks pretty cool Um, but man in this trailer they pushed it they were like hey this is your star they're gonna have to balance it because but isn't they're gonna have to isn't Deadpool Harley Quinn everyone loves Harley Quinn Hey, Deadpool's coming out. Hey, but we have Harley Quinn. Let's push Harley Quinn. Everyone loves it. But Will Smith is that big box office name. So Will Smith has to be out there. We got to do some Deadshot shit. So I feel like hopefully 
we'll get enough Deadpool that it's Deadshot. not going to feel like the Harley Quinn movie. Mm-hmm. Paul, did you have a character that stood out to you that you were excited about when uh, you saw in the trailer? Not one in, one in, in particular. I like that Viola Davis looks like Amanda Waller. Mm-hmm. She's not big and heavy, but she still looks meaty. She's not. She's not that super sexy. She's she, not like Angela yeah, Bassett. She's not like that hot. skeleton that, that's been on Arrow the last couple seasons. Like she looks tough. She sells all of her dialogue. Right. Like I believe she is Amanda Waller. I love seeing Will Smith. I love Will Smith. I love Deadshot. Well, that's a match made in heaven yeah. for you, isn't well, it? Well, it was when Ryan Reynolds was Hal Jordan, too. And we know how that worked. Hal this Jordan, looks way Ryan more Reynolds, grounded. Ryan Reynolds was good as Green He Ryan. was a great help. We knew we were in trouble the second that we got that Entertainment Weekly shot with Ryan Reynolds on the cover. I remember calling you and being like, this is looking real bad, buddy. I didn't have a problem with yeah. that, actually. Really? Yeah. The completely CG'd on yeah, costume, was, the CGI. Cool, they tweaked it from then. I from that EW cover too. I really didn't think it was necessary to have the whole CG'd yeah, costume. I, I thought it was okay. I mean, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the comic book costume for sure, but it kind of made sense if you're going to deviate, like, it's a power ring and it powers you. Like, the the costume I had a real issue with was that that monstrosity in Amazing Spider-Man 1. Like, what the fuck was that? With the tennis shoes and the weird finger discoloration and the goofy, like, long spider. It's like, why would you do that? It doesn't look homemade. It just looks different. You know what I mean? Like It didn't look homemade, but... But if that's your problem, then neither did the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man outfit. No, but my point is, you could almost say, well, it doesn't look like the real Spider-Man costume because it's homemade, it's, you know, piece Would you together. like it more if it was, like, a real, functional, homemade Spider-Man costume? Would you think that that would be better looking? Would you accept that? I more? would accept that if that's the way they did it, like, initially. Like, if, if that was his costume. It's Daredevil style. Yeah, like, Daredevil yeah. style. Do you think that they would... That we'll get that in Civil War, where he'll be wearing. I think that's a strong trailers. possibility because, yeah. um, because he's not the main character. I think by the time you get to a Spider-Man film, you'll want him to look like Spider-Man. I, I would like to think that five Spider-Man films, they kind of know what was working. They know what wasn't working. You know, like. Well, and Marvel's grabbing the reins now, and they have a pretty good handle yeah, on what works. Right, and eventually, and then. The next Amazing Spider-Man movie, they got it exactly right. So, the yeah, concept. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's something that I fear now is because they want to distance themselves from that series. Well, we can't let, have them look like that character because you know this is a new Spider-Man and blah blah blah. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, Put them in the Miles Morales outfit but not have him be black latino and people lose their fucking minds like that's what i want to see people will fucking riot but uh but like i didn't have a problem with the joker with the tattoos and everything when we talked about it i was fine with it um 
So what was your big takeaway from the Suicide Squad? Uh, you know, uh, well, the Joker, obviously. That that was cool. It was also cool. You know what I was noticing? I was looking at shit in the trailer that I had seen on all the leaked YouTube shit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw that. Wow, that looks really cool now. Because you see it and you're just like, that looks kind of dumb. You know, when you see, like, the yeah. crappy YouTube, like, like camera the, phone stuff. The Joker Lamborghini. That exactly. When on. Batman's on top of that car and the way it, like, comes around the corner or whatever and Batman's cape is flying. Do you think it was too much to have Batman in this one? To, like, throw everything in no, this one? No, that's, that's one of the things I really liked about this trailer because after so many years of Smallville and we're not allowed to say Gotham... We can say Bloodhaven, but we're not allowed to say Gotham. And we can't say Superman in any of these Batman movies, and we have to tiptoe around all this shit. Amanda Waller's talking about shit happening because of Superman. Batman's on the top of a fucking car. This is the fucking DC universe. This shit is all happening. It's all right there, and I love seeing it all in one place. I don't care if Metropolis and Gotham are neighbor cities. Whatever. You, it's all you don't? happening. I feel like that would be something place. you'd be upset about. Are they neighbor cities? We'll get to uh, that later when we talk about the Batman. About the, the geography of the DC universe. Okay. But yeah, like hearing hearing her talk about Superman and I guess it's all gonna Oh, you spilled a lot, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Holy fuck. That's a lot. It's a lot of a lot of beer. I was trying to be quiet. I was trying to be sneaky. Beer pouring classes after after I was trying to be episode. sneaky. Good lord. Yeah, like, and, and after Batman Superman comes out, a lot of that stuff is going to make more sense to civilians. The unwashed masses. Yeah. yeah. The, what does Mark Madden call them? The hoi polloi? Yeah. Yeah, so, I like Killer Croc. I like that his... The way his teeth look separate from his lips yeah. when they come down, the way his eyes moved, felt very uh, reptilian. Like, eh, very croc like. Yeah, I wish that uh, I would probably. Now, granted, we only saw the trailer. I don't know what's going to happen in the whole movie, but I'm willing to bet we only get to see that Deadshot mask for two minutes. <laughs> total. Total. <laughs> and that's probably pushing it because, you know, you gotta. Get that Will Smith grill up there. Will Smith, uh, more than any of the other characters, to me, seemed like he was portrayed as a good guy out of all the bad guys. Now, now we're getting into the McSauce territory. Here we go. What didn't it. we like about the well, Suicide Squad? Well, that was just an trailer. observation. Just an observation. Well, that was one of the things I didn't like about it because Deadshot is a scumbag. Yeah. I mean, he's he's does well by his daughter. Right. And he takes care of his own, but he does drugs. He fucks around. Like, he's not a, a good guy, but the way this trailer portrayed Will Smith's Deadshot was like, oh, he went to jail because, and I'm just speculating, it's some, but it's something like, oh, he murdered a home invader, but the DA prosecuted him anyway, and he went to jail unrightfully, unlawfully, unrightfully. Unlawfully. You know what I mean? And Katana, too, is traditionally a DC hero. But she's in the Suicide Squad now. I'm like, eh. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid I'm afraid they're not going to be able to shake the the hero-ness out of Will Smith. That's just, like, who he is. He's the, he's the guy. 
But I want I want that shot to be. I'm afraid smarty. that I'm afraid that they're gonna play it safe and make sure that we have redeemable qualities in these characters. Otherwise, audiences can't get behind them and and feel good about watching this and root for somebody. And that, but that's generally how they've always had to play Suicide Squad. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But man, wouldn't it be cool if they were just all reprehensible? Like treat it like. Um, like uh, Reservoir Dogs or something, you know what I mean? And look at how great that movie is. And they may. They had to have a therapist on set because oh, that's a right. lot of the sh- filming was getting so really? dark that yeah, wow. they had a personal guy there that's a good sign. to yeah. talk with talk with the actors. So, so your big takeaway then, Paul, is Killer Croc? Um, it's, it's probably just the DCU-ness of it. I mean, we even see some fucking schmo dressed up like Batman and in the shitty shaky cam footage I saw it and I was like oh that's fucking Batman and then Batman again on the car I was like oh tons of Batman and then we saw the HD version I was like that's not Batman it <laughs> right. looks like my Halloween costume from that three years the, ago uh, the, the Bob Kane version yeah. of Batman so uh, for me the, the the takeaway was probably um it was probably Katana, actually. She didn't do anything, but boy, does she look like ripped right out of the comic books, doesn't she? Like I she love that really fucking good. mask. She's, and they gave it to yeah. her on Arrow this past season. And fuck, it's just a cool-looking character. I love the she is sword cool and the mythology behind it. I hope they get into it about it's what the sword's about. It's going to be hard to get into all these characters. It's such a the, like, I love cast. I love Arrow. But they're still kind of tiptoeing around the supernatural parts of the DCU. But, like, with... I, I hope Suicide Squad gets into it. And they're like, yeah, when she kills someone with the sword, it, the sword gains power by taking the soul of that person. Yeah. Go for it. Do it. Um, they don't look to be shying away from a lot of things. Here. I thought... I mean, it, but, it looks... But, the, the, but the main takeaway that I had was the overall creepiness of certain parts of it. It almost felt like a horror movie in certain parts. Not a superhero movie. Not necessarily an action movie. It, it did, but there were parts of it where if I showed you just like certain parts of it, I'd be like, check out this new horror movie, and you would think I was showing you a horror movie. Even the part, the end scene with the Joker, I'm not going to kill you. I'm yeah. going to hurt you really bad. Like, that's some Saw or um, yeah. hostile style What was stuff. in his hands? What was he? Uh, I don't know. Ele- electrocution thing? Yeah, they looked like... Um, the paddles house. or something? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's some scary stuff, and I think after... Years and years and years of all of the bright, shiny Marvel stuff that we all love, and we really do love all of that. But it is time for us to have something different. You want to have something different on your plate, and it looks like DC is making the right choice by yep. giving us something different. Tell you what, DC could pretty much be known as the anti-Marvel at this point because Marvel has just been the same thing time and again. I'll tell you what I, what I really liked about. Uh, comic-con when they had david ayer come out to the panel and before he premiered the trailer and brought the whole cast out he was amped about this movie and even when will smith came out and he was talking about it will smith has done anything you want to do like he's he's done it he's been there but there seemed to be a real genuine excitement 
from all the cast and David Ayer about this movie. The way David Ayer is talking about the DC villains, and there's no better villains than DC villains. And he said, like, you know, he doesn't want to make this an East Coast, West Coast thing, but, like, you know where it's at. And he, like, you can't... If, Somebody's going to get just, shot over these if movies. If you're just in a project, to do this project and go, like, I get the feeling that these guys wouldn't come out there and put all this fanfare into it. But they fucking fed this stuff. Like, they just fed this excitement. You could really feel it coming off of them. I know it's their job to do this stuff, and you're disagreeing with me. I can see the, the shaking of the head and the blinking of the eyes. Is he crying? Is I'm that what's down. happening? Just, I'm just shaking my head and being silent, man. Because, That's like, I've seen... Listen to you. I've watched these panels speak. before. I've seen other other guys do this stuff. And right. there was... A different okay. kind of excitement coming off all these guys talking about Suicide Squad. Ian, your rebuttal. Go. I don't have much of a rebuttal. I just think that there are... You, you've had the similar things whenever Robert Downey Jr. is up there with the Infinity Gauntlet and they bring all the Avengers together for the first time and all that. You have a similar kind of enthusiasm because for those people... You have a similar kind of enthusiasm. Right. I wasn't saying. saying the Marvel characters don't have that same enthusiasm because they no, absolutely do. I didn't say that. Do. You didn't say that. But, like, you look at other, like, movie junkets. Do you think fucking Adam Sandler brought that for Jack and Jill? Well, the the that's being ridiculous. The reason why I'm using Marvel is because it's the only other comparable well, thing. Well, that's okay, why. hold on a second. I didn't see the, the um, Suicide Squad panel. But from what you're saying, it does not sound anything like the panel that I did see, which was for the Fantastic Four movie. I didn't see that. I didn't see that either. Okay, let me tell you what's going on. Josh Trank, the director, is putting on a brave face. Um, He's he's even almost likable. Did you listen to Fat Man on Batman recently? I did. Did did. you like him there? Um, Oh, boy. I haven't listened yet. Now I'm excited. I have mixed feelings. Really? I feel like um, when I hear about his upbringing and, uh, you know, his... his <laughs> I know where you're going. Family life. Uh, do you? I, I think I do. I, I feel like... Um, well, can you tell us what that was? What his upbringing Because I don't know either, and I'm sure most his, of the listeners don't listen to Fat Man on Batman either. He's had the privilege of being somewhat surrounded with film and um, people in film his whole life. His dad... Douchebag. His dad was an Oscar-winning documentary maker. <laughs> Double douchebag. Um, so he's he's had kind of the silver spoon in his mouth. Um, his step... Mother was a famous comedian. Right. His stepmother was a famous comedian. You know what they call that lifestyle? The Jaden Smith lifestyle. Love Will Smith. Horrible father. Um, but Josh Trank definitely had some advantages to maybe some of his peers. Um, with that said, I saw Chronicle. I've, I've only seen one Josh Trank movie, and it was good. So... And I know we're giving him a hard time about the Fantastic Four because pretty much everything we've seen doesn't look we? very good. Oh, I'm sorry. You're the one person on Earth that thinks it's going to be good? Um, I think we're both on. I thought we were talking about The Room, the podcast, and I think that we, as in me and Paul, both think that it is going to be good. 
You think it's going to be good? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's stupid. You, you've softened on it since the initial announcement. But you're still extremely harsh Yeah, on but it. because the first trailer was a well-put-together little thing. Then we saw more, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is going to suck. Um, the more they showed, the better. It, it didn't get better the more they showed. The, it was starting to, like, congeal and become what I thought it was going to be. Then I saw an IGN interview with the four cast members, which was painful to watch. Was this... Is this the panel that this you saw? The pan- I saw, I saw the, the panel and I saw an interview. So the interview... Was live. Yeah, it was live. And uh, the girl asked, you know... Um, or Miles Ma- Teller, the... the Reed, Reed, Richards. Reed Richards. Said something like how, you know, there's been a lot of, like, negative fan... Uh, and there has been. A lot of negative fan backlash and blah, blah, blah. And the girl on IGN's like, Really? And it's like, bitch, you work for IGN. You know. You know. Don't don't say really. Be like, yeah, I've read a lot of it too, and I, I think it's unfair. Say that. Don't be like, really? Um, but, <laughs> I mean, uh, am I wrong? That was just funny. I love that. Um, Such passion. Well, yeah, but... Unlike I've those Marvel actors. I've seen this girl. Do you think that like you've it, already talked yourself into disliking this movie no matter what happens with it? I'm not, for the record, I'm not saying that. Do you think? No, no, no. Other people say, do you think, by the way. <laughs> um, I just want to know. I'm not saying that I think it's going to be the greatest movie. I'm not saying it's going to be my favorite movie of this summer. I'm not saying it's going to be my favorite movie of August. I just think that it has a chance to be much better than what we initially, I ex- what we all initially thought. I expect to enjoy it as much as Star Trek in the Darkness. Wow. Um, I, well, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't go that low. Yeah, you hated you're, that movie. Whoa, well, whoa. Well, wait, you hated that movie? You did. I, I yeah. thought it was good. You hated it. No, I thought it was okay. Uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. I liked you didn't it. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I thought you didn't like it. I had some a couple no. things. Well, then I'm incorrect. I thought you hated it. No, no, no. Not are you at sure? All. I'm positive. I liked I it. Think that... I had serious issue with some parts of it, but overall, it was fine. It was cool. I thought it was and, great. Like That's what I expect to take away from Fantastic Four. It was cool. I will probably... I can't imagine I'm going to like it any less than Ant-Man. I mean, I'll that's, probably leave both well, of those. Once again, like, we're setting these low bars. Well, that's what Fantastic Four is set up for us so far. Like, and like being fanboys, you I think it's going to be come out and be like, "Who are the Fantastic Four? I just read the script. I didn't read any of those dumb comics. I'm paraphrasing, right. but like yeah. whenever." But that's essentially that's what she said, like that. and then she was like, "The director told me not to read any of that bullshit," and then. The fan hate gets passed along to, to Josh Trent. Right, and it's unfair because... Look, it's unfair to expect every actor cast in these movies to have the background... The same Suicide Squad passion. Yeah, to have the background that J.J. Abrams does for Star Wars. Or that Zack Snyder does for DC stuff. Or, like, that, or that David Ayers has for Suicide Squad. It's not unreasonable to have that expectation because there are great filmmakers out there that have that yeah but not you, but not everyone is gonna be like that not everyone but there there are i guarantee there's somebody that's more talented than josh trank 
that has more passion for the and fantastic well, and at the time, it would have made it. In, in the fairness, time, there was a lot of negative negativity about this negative, movie. Negativity, negativity, negativity about this movie, and then you put that on top of it. Well, it's, it was just a snow. Why was it? Why was it negativity well, on top of? In like, fairness, it? Josh Trank isn't the one that's coming out and having like a non-enthusiastic reaction. We're judging this on Kate Mara. Right, like that's no, who's having Kate, that. Kate Mara. So this, this is what I was getting at. Watching these fools, Michael B. Jordan and Miles Teller, put on brave faces, and and they're very personable. Well, Jordan's a legitimate comic fan. Right, and, and but when you see these guys, they're instantly likable, right? Um, talking about the movie, they they, you can just tell that that like you would like to hang out with them. They seem cool. Kate Mara and the other dude, what's his name? The thing. Is it Toby something? The uh, CG guy. Yeah, the one. guy that's playing a CG character. Um, especially Kate Mara. Kate Mara looks so, like, shockingly out of her element at this thing. Like, she had her her body language Toby so Kebble. She was oh, standing no, there. Jamie with, Bell. Jamie with, Bell. Her, with her arms folded, and she just kind of, like, looked like, ew, I can't believe I'm here. She answered a question on the panel, like, she's like, I, I always wanted to do a, a superhero movie, but, you know, I've, I really wasn't familiar with the Fantastic Four, because they asked her, you know, like, what really drew you to, to doing something as, like, prestigious as the Fantastic Four? I've always wanted to do a superhero movie, but I didn't know anything about the Fantastic Four. <laughs> like, she... The more I hear about Kate Mara and her outside exploits, the more I'm like, oh, well, that's why you're a perfect bitch in House of Cards, because you're not really playing a role. You're just a fucking bitch. And in every wow, other thing I've seen I her... I didn't call her a fucking bitch, but she kind of... I mean, we don't pull punches here. I've, I don't yeah. tell people what to think. I tell them what I think. I think she's so pretty, but I've, I've read a couple interviews <laughs> where I'm just like, oh, She man. is pretty, but she's still a bitch. You can be a pretty bitch. A pretty bitch. Yeah, but like, I, I want... I want to like her, but... I what have you ever seen her in where she was, um... Oh, I haven't. Likeable? Oh, haven't. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Besides... No, that's, that's acting. That's what she does. But when I see her as her in interviews and stuff, I'm always kind of like, oh, man, I want to... Yeah, I, you know I wish what? you were more personal. You know what, though? We all like Harrison Ford, right? And he's, like, not personable at all. And the man, did he turn it on for that Star Wars panel this weekend? I will get to that. That's that's in the hour two of the two-hour extravaganza here at the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. We're at 54 minutes, by the way. We don't count on minutes like that. We're not on a clock. We're free-flowing. Open conversation. Listen to this fucking asshole. So, <laughs> so we're we're down on the Fantastic Four. We're up on the Suicide Squad. Way up. Well, right. Well, Polynomic anyway. Suicide Squad. Do you want to beat Fantastic Four some more? Because I'd rather get to some good stuff. Well, I just wanted to say that that what you were saying about David Ayers and, and the enthusiasm for that panel, the the Fantastic Four one to me almost felt apologetic. Like you had, oh, man. it did. It 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 really did. Like it it just feels like, like they know it. They know this isn't gonna be good. It, I I really believe that. I I feel like the writing is on the wall. And if you can't read that, you're dumb. No offense, but you are. If I can't read that, then you need glasses. So polynomics for Suicide Squad, Ian. Um, expectation, my, my, excitement. My expectation for Suicide Squad. Two point swing after the trailer. 
I don't think that I needed it because I'm really high on the Suicide Squad. Put 11. So I will go. I'm not going to do all that. I'm going to go Crazy Eights. Eight and eight. Ooh. I think it will meet expectations. Um, and I would not be surprised if it exceeded expectations. Crazy Eights. Very excited for Suicide Squad. Snap, Matt. I'm pretty excited too, but not amazingly excited because I have some trepidation. I'm afraid that Will Smith is going to be too good, and I'm afraid that uh, Margot Robbie is going to be too front and center. Uh, and it's not going to be a team thing. It's going to be a little bit more like the Harley Quinn movie. So I'm going to say for... Um, I'm excited, and I'm especially intrigued, especially with like Batman being in it. Probably a 7 for excitement. Probably about a 6 for expectations. Yeah, six for expectations. Six is kind of low. Six is around. It's a little low. That's a. That's like uh, six is. Um, it's my Fantastic Four expectation. Six is. Uh, I think that's a mildly entertaining it, on the polynomic scale. It, I feel like in an, an ensemble cast, you you have the potential for things to get a little derailed. I think those are tougher movies to do. Yeah, but it's not like, it's not like it's. Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson. It's Will Smith, Jared Leto, and a bunch of no names. And we're essentially like some of those people no, aren't going to. Viola Davis, but I don't think she's going to be in it that much. Some of those characters aren't going to get very much screen time because they are just cannon fodder. They're going to be blowing people's heads off left and right to make you feel the weight of this is a suicide. I get mission. it, and, and I'm super excited to see the Joker and all of his glory and everything. I, I get it, but. I, and this could change, you know. I think is. A really I wouldn't want to tell trailer. you what to think. A really good looking trailer. Um, it's you know what? Maybe it's a seven. Maybe it's a seven for expectations. It's, Don't it's let close. us sway you. It's close. Be your own man. You know I, mean, I am. Well, we all know the McSauce comic book podcast is a. We're all about the group think. <laughs> oh, zinger! That was the funniest comment that we've ever received. That we. That we have group think. That we have ever thought the same ever in our history. Say, revisit the Purge episode. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it an expectation of seven, but an excitement of an eight. I'm ready to go for this guy. I'm really excited for this. And, and the reason why my excitement is only a seven is because... There's a scale to this, you know, and, and and other movies make the scale, which we can get into with our next movie that we're going to talk about. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. So they revealed like a three and a half minute trailer at Comic-Con this year. What a treat. What a treat for, <laughs> what a treat for us patient fans. They're making us wait until March 2016. This movie's been in production since 2008, and we're waiting here. Till 2016, I don't know what's taking We're so long. We're under a year to go. Under a year, yes. But, like, we have gotten literally, like, five and a half, six minutes of trailer out of this movie. And we still have, what, nine months to go. One That's of the a lot of footage so far. I want to say one of the first things that we talked about, it might have been in the first two months of this show, was... The announcement of this movie coming out and the fact that it's still you know a, a bunch of months 
bunch I'm of months sure away. If you go back at some point, I said this movie isn't gonna come out. Something's gonna happen. Warner Brothers is gonna fuck it up. It's not gonna happen. And it they, seems like they're pretty invested at this point. You are I'm still not wrong. Still hasn't come out. But and I'm, and they I'm have been it does they have been pushing point. it back. They have been adding more ingredients. It feels like a chef who doesn't know what the final product is well, going to be. Was, like ah, eh, some Wonder the, Woman, some a little dash of Aquaman. That is the way Paul felt going into it because it wasn't a true sequel to The Man of Steel, which he was very bitter about. Do you still feel that way that it's not? Because the more I see, I still feel like it's in the vein of. Being it, a sequel, it definitely feels like it to me. Because Superman was pretty front and center in this trailer, I thought. Yeah, and it's yeah, but it's. I know why they had to go this way. Because Batman well, sells it, tickets and tell, Superman tell us. does not. Oh, okay. And I get it. It's fine. I know, and I'm but gonna I'm not going to tell. I you. want like yeah, I wanted a Superman movie because they're going to make a Batman movie, but. I don't think we're gonna see. Uh, they are. I don't think they, we're gonna see a Man of Steel two. Didn't they say that they're yeah, going to make a, a second? They said that they're going to make a standalone Batman movie, and they're gonna make another Superman movie. When did they announce that? I thought that they they did not announce it in the schedule, but then they said, "Yeah, we are going to follow those movies up with sequels or or a sequel." I thought I remember hearing that as well. I don't. Yeah, remember there wasn't there wasn't any kind of hard and fast. Um, this is when it's coming out. Just like uh, they didn't announce exactly when the the Batman movie is coming out. There is before. a Batman movie though. They have, yeah. a, they have a writer. Right. They have a. They have a director. director. They have an actor. Yeah. There's gonna be. A but Batman I think that. But I think there's also going to be a Superman movie, and they hinted at that. I'm not sure there's gonna be. No. No, I think we're because we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see Superman in everything. I think he'll. We're probably we. I guess we're not going to see him in Batman, but he's going to be in those two Justice League movies. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the Wonder Woman movie. But if we don't get a Man of Steel two, I won't. I won't be surprised. Would you? Do you need a Man of Steel two if he's the, you know, figurehead for a bunch of Justice League movies and a cameo here and there? I mean, no, it's sort not, of like not how necessarily. it's it's kind of how the it's the Iron Man treatment that's going to happen from now on. Where he's going to, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in the Infinity War and Civil War and all that stuff, but he's—we're not going to see another Iron Man movie. Um, not necessarily. But being a Superman fan, I would like to see a Superman movie. I think we'll get one more. If if I had to bet, I would say that we'll at least get one more movie. So now we saw a real trailer. We're going to get another Superman movie. It's foolish to say that we won't. Okay. Don't be foolish. I will shotgun a beer when they announce Man of Steel 2 is official. They're going to... They're going to make another Man of Steel movie. Mm. I think they are. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. Who's condescending? You're still the most condescending. So anyway, how about, the, how about the movie that we know is coming because we saw digital evidence of it? Did anyone have a negative polynomic swing... For this trailer no you would have to be fucking insane i bet someone online i know someone's like i'm fucking out i we both know someone that had some kind of a questionable 
reaction to it, which I wanted to I, jump through my phone and be like, you idiot. I had parts I that, that, that I was like, oh, I don't know, camera. but overall, it looked amazing. Yeah, it looked awesome. I'm 100% in. Paul, are you 100% in? Yeah. Nice. I'm all in. I'm ready to go. I'm double nines. So let's double get double nines. Let's let's get double, in the oh, polynomics right there. Uh, double nines, really? You totally jumped the gun. Let's go into the speculation. Do we think? I still think that there has been a Batman and he retired and he came back. Do we do we not think that now? Or I still feel that way. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that too because when you get. The shot of I think it's Alfred walking up to, to broken what down you Wayne think Manor. is Wayne Manor, right? And then like from the way that tra- the way that part of the trailer shot, it looks like Alfred goes up. Wayne Manor's just a, a wreck at this point, but he goes downstairs into the Batcave, and he's like, "Oh, you're fucking at this again." And the way that Ben Affleck is looking at as the um, the the cupboard opens and it has the bat suit and he's looking at it like and I get it it's like in. motherfucker I gotta put this thing back on yeah like that's how I that's how I took it last time that's how I'm taking it again that he's he's relaunching his war on crime that might have been before a little bit under you know like an undercurrent but now it's gonna be big bright and loud all right so wasn't it kind of uh, hinted at or mentioned that. Batman's new on the scene, the way that Clark Kent wanted to write about him in the in the Daily Planet. It is, but that's why I'm saying that I think that he was like a legend or he wasn't confirmed and now he he's got the fucking bat signal and an armored uniform. Okay, okay. So it's it's more of a pr- a real presence as opposed to See, the my, legends of my the My guess Dark is he's in Metropolis now. And he's that, that's been, true. That's probably true. He's been this, you know, sort of mythic figure in Gotham. But now the shit's showing up in Metropolis, and that's why it's getting Clark's attention. Right. All right. So we see three Batman costumes in this in this trailer. We see traditional Batman. We see armored Batman, and then we see kind of a dark Sand Batman. Return, Sand Action Batman. figure mania. Right. He's wearing a, a, a dust jacket or something. Goggles. His face is covered. What is going on there? Can Can anyone help me out with that sequence? I heard a rumor today that that wasn't Batman, but it's the Sons of the Bat gang. Like, Superman walks into that corridor, and there's the soldiers with the S on their shoulders, and that guy is going after, like, the Superman followers. Because that's who's attacking him in that shot. It looks to me like that was not Ben Affleck when he's on his knees and he throws the backhand punch and there's all the sand and everything and he, he's got his jacket on that didn't look like Ben Affleck so I could buy that it seems to me like the Superman followers are like people that Clark isn't real comfortable with like they seem like total f- lunatic fanatics right. um cause they show him walking down a, a a corridor, which was in the first trailer, and they're kneeling. But now we see his face. He's pissed, and he looks pissed. He like hates these people. Like, what are you people doing? This isn't my what I stand for. Um, so that's kind of a, an interesting subplot. Um, 
And we get hints of that with what Ma Kent is saying to him, where you, you can be all these things. You can be their god or their angel or their savior, or you could be nothing. And you kind of get that, that you could stand for these things, I felt, or you could stand for nothing at all. I felt like that line that Ma Kent said was almost as controversial as in the Superman trailer, the Man of Steel trailer, when Pa Kent said, maybe you should have let that kid die. Like... It feels like Superman's got some parents that are like, you know what, boy? Anything that's in your best interest and fuck the rest of the world. See, it didn't... The Paul Kent line in Man of Steel comes off harsh. Even after you watch it a bunch of times. Even within context. You're still yeah. like, ooh. But, like, this line... And I've read... I've, you know, read the negativity about it, but to me it sounds Is like... Is there negativity about this trailer and that About line? that particular there, line. There, about I, its gloom and doomness. Really? But to me it sounds like... Like, it's a mother to a son. I, I lost my... we You know, I lost my husband. You lost your dad. Like, if if you don't want to go putting yourself in danger like this all the time and just kind of just be my son, and then that's okay. It didn't sound to me like, fuck the world, do whatever you want. It sounded well, like... Well, and that's not how the Paul Kent line comes off no, to it me wasn't. either. But, it comes off as the same, more gruff, loving... You know, maybe you should look out for yourself. Maybe that kid. But the Paul Kent line is directly saying, "You should have let someone die," Be, in order to preserve your own life. Right, but right. Paul, but, Paul, but the Paul Kent line is like, you know what? If you don't want to do anything at all, that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not the way it came off. You said, if you want to just be my son, that's okay. That's not what she said. No, it what isn't. She actually that's what I, said, I'm inferring from. Right, you're inferring it, but what she actually said was, "You don't owe these people a thing." That is where the harshness comes in. It wasn't... She could have just left it or be nothing at all. But then she mm-hmm. added the, the the disclaimer, you don't know them a damn right, thing. but we don't know who they, them, are. That's true. The government, those Superman fanatics. I, I was under like, the impression... I'm sure she's not world. talking about Lois or the people in the flood that he's... I thought we were just talking the people of Earth. Like, you don't know these people. That was my interpretation. That's how it comes off, but as a trailer is right. cut, who knows? Right, right. Because he's clearly seen at some points with Lex Luthor. With, with with that said, it's a human moment, and I like that. You know, like, I like imperfections in characters. You but know? personally, even if it is, you don't owe the general world a thing. I would prefer it I'm to fi- be. I'm fine with that, because, like, in that moment, I read it as just, like, she just wants her son to be safe. And they play it that way with the masses with hurting around him in that, like, the, the Day of the Dead celebration yeah. that he saved some people or whatever. Um, did we did we have a favorite part of the trailer? There's a lot of good stuff. Oh, so what stood man. out? Maybe not your favorite necessarily. What stood out, Ian? I, man, I, I like the... Um, at the very beginning, the flashback scene where you get to see the Man of Steel fight from a different vantage point. How where cool you, is that? Where you see Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne run up and run into it. It you know, of course, it harkens back to images of September 11th with the cloud of smoke and yep. the cloud of debris coming at Bruce Wayne and him running headfirst into it to save somebody. And that gave me goosebumps. It. it the, there were a lot of moments in this trailer that gave me goosebumps, and that was one of them where. He 
he's just running right into this what we know to have massacred so many people to save someone and you see the camera pan back and you see the broken Wayne Industries logo and and then they start going through and showing you know him essentially taking back the mantle of the bat and deciding that he's somebody that can maybe stand up and stop somebody that's way too powerful. Yeah, even before he's he's holding the girl with the Wayne, Wayne Industries logo, as soon as it starts, knowing that you know what that fight is, you know who he is, and he just starts sprinting toward it, you're like, fuck, yes. It's the same way I felt in the Green Lantern trailer when Hal Jordan sees... Aven Sir's ship crash, and he doesn't have a ring, no superpowers, and he sees someone in trouble, and he just starts running towards it. It's like, fuck yeah, that's well done to put that in, in a trailer. Was there a moment that you liked, Matt? Uh, well, my favorite part is the very end when Superman rips open the Batmobile, and Batman stands up. And goes face to face with Superman and doesn't even blink. Like, it, and it's I've never seen anyone stand in such a badass way before in my life. <laughs> like I, like I'm pretty sure that I got sexually aroused watching Batman stand up and go face to face with Superman. Like it was nothing. And just to see those two iconic characters face to face, same shot, wide shot. It it. It, like, it was almost surreal. It was so fucking cool. Best Easter egg, though, in the entire trailer is the Robin costume. Uh, and it's got the Joker spray-painted on it. Ha, ha, ha. Joke's on you, Batman. That's awesome. There, and, that's and, more hinting at, like, there's, there's this big history. Right. And then there's the voiceover. You know what I'm talking about, Paul? Did you catch that? And, and then there's the voiceover, how many good guys are left in Gotham. And, and then he says, how many stayed that way? Right when they showed the costume intimating Red Hood's out there. How cool is that? Like, it's really cool. They it makes me want to see that Batman movie like on, right after yeah, Batman v Superman. Yeah. Like, and they got to make they Don't wait. Do not wait to make it. Just make it. I think it's going to be 2019. Isn't that oh what they God. said? Just like, make it. So anyway, that was such a fantastic... Because it, w it was so exciting because it just paints so many pictures of possibilities. And, um, and and it shows how much they're embracing their history. You know, and how much it all goes together. Just like you said, the DCU is here in full force. It's fully fleshed out. We're not waiting. We're not doing steps. As cool as the Marvel way was, it this is cool because it's flood. It's everything you know, and it's all here, and it's right in front of your face. Wonder Woman looked great. She did look great. Um, I. What is that? The, when she hit her wrists together, what is that thing she created? I, I would assume it's because the origin they're going to go with is that she's her father Zeus, so yeah. she has some kind of lightning power. Who was she fighting? Was um, she fighting Batman or Superman or neither? I heard Doomsday. That they take because you see. It'll, some government or Lex Luthor finds Zod's body and they use that body somehow to create Doomsday. So that's like the first step to seeing Doomsday for the Justice League movies. Wait, 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 wait. The Justice League's going to fight Doomsday in the Justice League movies? I thought they were going to fight Darkseid. Am I wrong? I don't know. So this uh, is it, it's total, pure total speculation. speculation. 
But did it feel I, like they finished the trailer and then someone was like, oh, fuck, we didn't put Wonder Woman in it. Drop these couple scenes in it. Because when, the whole trailer you're getting, this is Clark's arc for this movie. This is Batman's arc for this movie. And then, oh, here's some Wonder Woman stuff. Yeah, yeah it, it was, like, it was like these two like cars on this collision. And then it was like, whoop! Yeah, <laughs> like, like you see, oh, so hey. you're making some eyes at Bruce Wayne a couple times. It, it just points to the fact that it feels like they may have added too many things. Like, how much more do you need for a movie called Batman v Superman? That's all that you need. It, you don't even need that extra S. Just fucking Batman v Superman. You probably don't even need Batman in Suicide Squad, but they're just, they seem to just be like, DCU, go. Yeah. And the, I mean, and, and Wonder Woman did look great. She looked better than I thought she was going to look. Physically imposing, really fucking cool, super sexy, but I don't know if I need it. Like I have so she, much she, that I want to see with Batman well, and Superman. Aquaman also has a cameo. I know that's. that's I'm like oh, when I don't she need showed that. up and, and she like leaps toward whoever she's fighting and hits those like gauntlets together. Um, it it was like like you saw so much power behind it. Like like as an actress, she she showed like a lot of emotion when she's doing it unlike you know i always think of um uh not to pick on her but kate mara in the fantastic four trailer when you see her kind of do her thing she it's like real wimpy looking but you see um gal gadot do it and it's just like man there's some power there like it feels like to me batman superman and wonder woman just feel like larger than life. They feel like gods among men. I and they think, have the, and I think that has a lot to do with the way Zack Snyder films it because he seems to have a grasp on the weight yeah. of these characters yeah. and how they move and it just looks so fucking cool. Because everything Zack Snyder shoots is is larger than life. It's epic. It's, yeah, it is. it's a saga. Everything's very framed, it's very graphic, it's almost like, you know, what I feel like he he thinks in pictures. You yeah, know what like I mean? the shot when yeah. the camera's panning down on Superman with the Dia de los Muertos crowd, you're just like, it's just such a fucking cool shot, mm-hmm. and it's nothing. It's him in a crowd of people, right? But but yeah, just the it way just it's so lit good. and the well, fact that this. it's that mm-hmm. kind of crowd. That's the one thing that DC has with Zack Snyder yep. helming this movie is that. Hyper artistic eye that you don't get in the Marvel. Did you say autistic or artistic? Artistic. artistic. Okay, because that that hyper autistic eye. It's like puzzle pieces (laughs) flowing into. um, And hyper autism. That's the thing, and and you get that with David Ayer as well. He has a specific. He's a filmmaker. I really got to see Fury still. You saw it, right? Yeah. Okay. It's good. I got to see. You like it? Yeah, I think that on Netflix. It's not. You'll have to red box. So the the DC geography in this movie that Zack Snyder said during the panel was that for the sake of the story, they had to put Metropolis and Gotham together. So he said they're like San Francisco and Oakland. Okay, they're like sister cities, like Minneapolis and St. Paul, if you will. Yeah, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. They're across the bay from each other. Okay, and that's fine. I whatever. Yeah, whatevs. Yeah, mm, wait, Mr. Wait, wait. Fucking Detail. Why does that have to be? I guess it made more sense to them as to why there would be such a connection between Superman and Batman and why Bruce is in 
Metropolis when shit goes wrong. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure Bruce Wayne would have, you know, a building in New York and Chicago or whatever. I'm right. sure it wouldn't really matter. But yeah, okay. He, all he said was for you know, like the sake of the story, they felt it would work better I together. See and Ben me. Affleck said something about like it, it really, it really made sense and was cool because you get a you get a real idea of who these people are because you get you know people from that live in Gotham and they're taking the ferry over to work in Metropolis and then go back home. Hmm. So I guess you know maybe there's a little more setup between who these cities are yeah. in these movies. Okay, I I hope that, that that isn't like a point of like a plot point to the movie. Just you know what you got two cities, whatever. Like I don't I don't want there to be any kind of grand explanation for it. Just just like there is no grand explanation on what state is Gotham in. You know what I mean? Like it, it just doesn't matter. And as much as as much for as much excitement as there was for the Suicide Squad cast and crew, there wasn't for Batman Superman. Zack Snyder is always on. He's always ready to go. But Eisenberg and Gal Gadot and Cavill and Affleck and Amy Adams, they're all just they're all chilling. And Affleck looked miserable. Except when he was talking, he was kind well, of affable. I mean, give the guy a break. Yeah, He's right. getting divorced from America's yeah, sweetheart right now. I, I was texting Justin today, and that's what I said. I was like, I'll give him a pass because he's going through some shit this weekend. I get it, but but next weekend he better have his shit together. <laughs> you get one week, you get seven days to get over yeah, that. Yeah. So like I, but I don't mean when, I, when I'm talking about how great it was to see how excited the Suicide Suicide Squad guys were. Like I don't want to make that like David Ayer did the East Coast West Coast because the Batman v Superman panel as good as it was, and like these dudes are happy to be in it, but. The Suicide Squad guys had like a fist bump, arms in the air thing together, and ramped. All right, so wouldn't be McSauce if we didn't mention are there any concerns that we have from the trailer? Uh, Lex Luthor's hair. Oh, Jesse Eisenberg. I'm not. I'm generally not a Jesse Eisenberg fan, but American Ultra. Or I think that's the movie coming out with um, what's her face from Twilight, mm, miserable chick. Uh, Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. That looks pretty good. And in this trailer, he sold me on that. I hate the fucking hair. Can't we just make him bald? Why does he always have to have hair at some point? I mean, just I'm sure he's going start... to be bald. Yeah, yeah it, it looks like he's pulling. The... So I'm sure he's gonna be bald. He's at some doing point, the Gene but... Hackman version. Just let him let him be fucking bald. He doesn't need hair to be. Masculine, like that's why I love the animated series Lex Luthor, because he's just fucking bald. He works out. He doesn't need a bodyguard, but he still has one. He's just fucking <laughs> Diesel, and that's like that's what I wanted from this Jesse Eisenberg Lex. I just want him to. You want him to be a Diesel? Fuck. He's just gonna. That was, yeah, a, there was that was a funny thing from watching the. There's so many Diesel people that maybe you need somebody undiesel. Right. But like, I don't. I don't mean like physically Diesel, but I just want him to be like, yeah, I'm fucking bald and I'm the smartest guy in the fucking room but it seems like he's got some wig thing going on again I'm like fuck stop stop with the wigs I don't Make think it's him... a wig I think I think he loses his hair at some point well yeah I'm, I'm sure there's a story element to it mm -hmm. but it's unnecessary just make him be bald make him be bald uh that was that was the biggest problem okay, I had the hair there. mainly I'm not upset with the performance, the hair. It looks no, the fine. performance it's, was great. It seems uh, like... 
the red capes are coming. Great fucking line delivery. He he's doing Jesse Eisenberg, but I'm I'm on. Like it it seems fine. Working that trailer, and there's man. there's so much other there's so many other things going on that um, it's a small teeny tiny part of that trailer. Yeah, his, his performance. I I honestly don't have a problem with fucking anything. I mean, I really don't. Was there something in particular that you had a problem with? Or? I wouldn't say I had a problem with it, but I'm certainly not sold on Jesse Eisenberg yet. Yeah. Um, it, it's a relatively strong concern, but again, I didn't have a problem with it, but I'm definitely not sold yet. Yeah. I gotta see more, um, because I didn't see a separation of uh, Jesse Eisenberg becoming Lex Luthor. I just saw Jesse Eisenberg, and we're going to call him Lex Luthor. I felt like he was doing a little bit of the Gene Hackman. I mean, he even kind of had, like, the dress, like, because Gene Hackman kind of had, like, robes and shit like that when in his Lex Luthor, and I thought that he was wearing something similar oh, to I didn't the first... pick up on that at all. He was wearing something similar to the okay. to what he had in the first movie, and especially with the hair and, yeah. and all that. It, it felt like that, that version. To me, that was the only thing that was mildly concerning. But, uh, holy crap, did this movie look... It, the trailer looks incredible. And, and there was another one other sequence which um, I really liked. And it's only for, like, a half a second when Batman is on the wall. And right before he, he pulls out his grappling hook gun and he shoots it and he flies off the wall right as Superman's heat vision blasts the wall. Um... That right before he he left with his grappling hook in the background, the lightning strikes and uh, it creates a silhouette, and that is the shot from the Dark Knight Dark Returns, Returns number one. And it's like when when you give me those iconic shots, like then I, I just I love you for it, you know. And I love that. I'm not gonna so, get that shit from Josh Trank. So no, you're not. And Paul, so you want to give this movie. Polynomics, a nine for expectations and a nine for excitement. I will give it an eight for expectation and a nine for excitement. I'm fucking jazzed after seeing this trailer. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, and the the Lex hair thing, it's fucking set dressing. Ultimately, who cares? Like, I mean, every I dug everything about this trailer. Ian? Um, I'm going to have to... Do the eight, the ninety eight as well, or eighty nine, however we're doing. Um, expectation. My expectation is an eight, but I am fucking excited. Everything that I saw, even down to the details of uh, Jeremy Irons' performance as Alfred in this trailer, where it seems like he's staunchly against, um, and this is just me inferring, but he's against Bruce going back and taking up this battle again because he just saw what it did to Bruce Wayne for all those years. Well, he even said he's not our enemy. Like, have some sense, man. And how many times, I mean, you, you don't get, you get it a little bit, I guess, with the way that the um, the Dark Knight version of the, the uh, Nolan version of Alfred <laughs> is, the Michael Caine version, where he kind of like, he kind of, eh, should you do that, Master Bruce? Uh, but this seems like, fuck no, this is a bad idea, you're wrong, you shouldn't do this. And I think that's interesting. Right. The Chris Nolan version quit whenever he disagreed with 
Bruce Wayne. Yes. He cried and he quit. Yes. Jeremy Irons Alfred would probably slap him. Jeremy Irons Alfred looks hard as fucking shit. Like, I'm <laughs> so excited for that. Just little small moments. That. Um, you guys should watch the panel a lot of good for stuff. that movie because Affleck is so big and Cavill's so big. And Jesse Eisenberg looks, looks so tiny. <laughs> Even sitting between Gal Gadot and Amy Adams, he looks so little. Uh, um, Matt? Expectation, excitement. How about this? Ten and ten. Woo! It's official. Episode, Episode one, 11. one eleven. Ten, ten and ten. ten. Whoa! Wow. I can. Well, the only thing that I can say is wait about twenty more minutes, <laughs> and then we will get eleven and eleven. <laughs> so let's, let's. I cannot tell you how excited I am for this movie. Like, I haven't been this excited for a comic book movie since maybe the first Spider-Man, and possibly even more than that. I'm excited to hear that. And I'm old now. Being a big DC guy, I feel like I always have to temper my my excitement for DC stuff because I don't want to be the DC homer. But, like, this movie looks really good, and it's the characters that I love, and it looks like it's giving me the tone of movie that I really want. So, hearing ten and tens across the table, I really like that. You saw the trailer. You can't argue with what I said. It's not like I'm saying, like, four and three. Right. All right, you guys would be like, ah, oh, did you see it? No, I saw it. It looks good. It looks like it could possibly be awesome. For the double goose egg you gave Fantastic Four when it was first announced. You want me to revisit that? Let, let me think real quick. Fantastic Four, excitement. Um, there, there is, a, a, there is a sense of excitement in just the curiosity of it. Like I'm, I'm excited to see like what is it really gonna? Is it really? Are you going to go see? It? Oh, this is this is opening night fair, Joe. Yeah, I think we all have to go. I don't know. I'm leaning toward no. Yeah. All right, just um, the two of us. Then. All right. Well, we can make it if we try. I do love going to the movies though, but. You should go. Because we're going to go. Because it's what we do. Um, we're going to go see Ant-Man. We should see Fantastic Four. Uh, excitement? A two? No. A one. Uh, expectations? <laughs> Negative. <laughs> Negative three. Uh, expectation? Uh, a zero. <laughs> I expect nothing. I expect nothing. This is gonna be this is gonna be a really bad movie. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna be one and done. Um, it will it will for many 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 years be like how bad shit is gauged. Oh man! So is there any way that you can look at this through fresh eyes ever? I will feel you ever be able to look absolutely. At this movie? If it's good, yeah. man, I will tell you. I'll tell you that I liked it. Like I have admitted being wrong. It's just, it's not that Wait, Which episode? Um, which year? I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm very fair. I really do. And if it, if it's good, then I'm, I mean, if it's good, then great. Then I, that means I, I have a great movie I get to watch. And if it sucks, well, then it's fun to make fun of it. But, um, I'm just pretty sure it's going to suck. It could. It could be bad. It could be good. But more likely, it's bad. 
So let's shift gears and do a little a long time ago this week with Matt Cassell. Ba -ba -ba -bum -bum. That's it. That's the music. <laughs> so there was another panel, Comic Con, Star Wars panel. Yeah, and man, did they seem to roll out the red carpet? Majestic for Hall H. The cast. Yeah, they did. They brought out uh, Kathleen Kennedy, J.J. Abrams, and Lawrence Kasdan <clears throat> first. Mm -hmm. Then they brought out your newcomer good guys. I forget all their names. John Boyega. John Boyega. Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley and uh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac. 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 There we go. We'll get it. Then they brought out the bad guys. The dark side. Adam Driver. Donald Gleason. And... Gwendolyn Christie? Yeah. Holy shit, is she a gigantic woman. I, I thought that too, but I was, I, I was also like, alright, she's wearing heels. Because they all stand up at one point... And she's like a head taller than Adam Driver, who was a big dude. Right. I never think heels. of Adam Driver as a big guy. Yes, it was he heels, but be. she's not. She isn't petite either, though. She's well. That's the entire point of who she is: her physicality. Right. So well, big. I'm not saying how dare her for being large. I'm just observing. She is a very, very massively big woman. Adam Driver's listed as six three. I don't know why I always think he's some skinny fucking hipster dipshit. Yeah, Gwendolyn Christie's also at 6'3". But, I mean, she With heels, towered over probably six But not only that, yeah. but, like, I bet if they made muscles next to each other, Gwendolyn Christie's would be bigger. Yeah. She's just... I feel like she could take Adam Driver and rip him in half like he was nothing. Um, like he was made out of balsa wood. Um, she's going to be a good villain. She's going to be like, holy shit. This huge fucking chrome stormtrooper. Like, whoever has to fight her. Who do you think... Okay, so we're going to have Kylo Ren. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead. Let me back up. Isn't Kylo Ren there were, there were, a driver? There yeah. were three other actors that came out to, to cap the panel. You had Carrie Fisher, then Mark Hamill, and then the, the spry Harrison Ford. Who Spryer that I've seen him since Return of boy, the Jedi. Did, boy, did he have a, a, a hop in his step he really as he walked out on, on stage. Ian, did you see this? I did not watch well, the Well, just panel. take our word for it. If you I watch, like the recreation that you guys are painting in my mind. If you watch this panel and then hear Ralph Garman's imitation of him where it's just... <laughs> you would be like, that is the worst <laughs> imitation of Harrison Ford. Because Harrison Ford was ready to fucking party yeah he was ready to dance it was great to see because man kind of took exception with him a little bit because at one point he's like you know what i've always loved star wars has been such a great thing for me my whole career and i just love it paraphrasing but i want to be like mm, you kind of hated it for a long time you kind of refused to talk about it in interviews for a long time you know maybe don't say you've loved it your whole career well, he's he's. I feel like he's always respected it and appreciated like the significance that it had for right. Because he said it kicked off his his professional career. Um, and I did feel which it was isn't very exactly true either. But I did feel it was very genuine when he said that he wasn't sure about it, and then he read the script, and then he got back into it, and he was like, "Yeah, this feels right." Yeah, I was like, "Oh man." touch my heart yeah yeah he he seems genuinely excited he feels yeah, i think good. he feels like they made a good movie granted he's probably like the main character in it so he likes that 
and and by all accounts, it sounds like Luke has a cameo, <laughs> which is semi troubling to me because did we already see his part where he puts his hand on R two? That's, and it, that's, that's it. the whole that's movie. It. That's him. He, they don't even get to show his face. There's one. There's one clip where Luke goes, "No, but wait," and that's it. <laughs> So, um, so anyway, it was a cool panel, but getting back to the whole Kylo Ren thing, Kylo Ren's nemesis, well, I think it's going to be the girl. Um, Daisy Ridley. Daisy, I'm trying to think. Ray. Ray. Uh, maybe their brother and sister, I don't know. Um, but then that leaves the Chrome Trooper, Captain Phasma is her name. I wonder who, like, I feel like she might be kind of the Boba Fett, sort of, but like a more expanded role. Than Boba Fett had, and I'm trying to think like, will will Oscar Isaac be kind of like Isaac? The, Isaac, sorry. How do how do you spell it? I S A A K. Oh, there's two A's. Or C. Yeah. It is. It is like Isaac. I don't know at what point we started doing the Isaac because it is just like Isaac. Never on this side of the table. You mispronounce shit like crazy, so calm down. But not Oscar Isaac. Correct. I said something er earlier that was fucked up. You say we have fucking episode titles on my fucked up words. You Children! Say, you say stereo instead of stereo. Do you say and stereo? And that drives me crazy. It's spelled with a fucking E. How do you say it? Nobody, stereo. You really do say that. But nobody I've I'm ever... I'm just defending myself now, but yeah. I know it's really pronounced stereo. All right, so anyway. Anyway. Maybe Oscar Isaac is gonna... Like, that That will be the conflict there. Um, then we have General Hux, the the... the I don't know. I get the impression he's kind of like a Tarkin type of character, played by Donald Domnall. Domnall. Is it Donald Gleason? It's Domnall. It's spelled Domnall, but the whole panel they were calling they were just Donald. calling Donald. Okay, Donald Gleason. Um, Donald. Donald. Yeah. Right. Uh, isn't that what I said? I thought you. I thought you said Donald. Oh no! I said like Donald, Donald Sutherland. Donald. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, uh, he's going to be a Tarkin kind of character, I think, um, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm just trying to like put together the story in my head. Well, who's going to really like have the conflict with who, and how does Luke figure into it, and who's he going to fight, and blah, blah, blah. So, um, what do you think of the panel? It was good. It was good. Like, um, I didn't need Kathleen Kennedy to talk at all because I felt like every time she talked, she was, you know, given the Lucasfilm line. Yep. Um, Abrams was fucking great. That guy is just naturally funny. He is. He's quick. He's on the spot. He is. Um, and this is his dream project. This is the thing that he probably feels like he was meant to direct. I felt that um, the three heroes were good. Oscar Isaac felt like the actor's actor a little bit. Like, John Boyega and Daisy Ridley were kind of geeking out. But Oscar Isaac, I think, is probably the... He's probably not really into Star Wars. But he got a cool gig. And he's excited about it, but... I, His star I is on the rise, man. He's he's going to be in the X-Men Apocalypse. He's yeah. going to be Apocalypse. He, I feel like you're right. Like he, If he we had a hot to... dude hockey league... Oh, Oscar Isaac, gentleman's game. So Matthew would have picked him up in a heartbeat. I feel like um, I feel like he wants to be kind of a fan and he wants to immerse himself in it, but he just isn't naturally like that. Yeah, because yeah. he he mispronounced Yavin. Yarvin. 
And he called it Yarvin. Oh boy, I bet those dorks were up his butthole. Well, Ben Affleck did that, and Ben Affleck's supposed to be a big comic book guy, and he was like, yeah, it's, it's intimidating coming in after all these different Batman, and you have Tim Burton, and George Clooney, and Christian Bale, and all these great Batman, and clearly he meant Michael Keaton, like Tim Burton's version. <laughs> right. So I'll give Oscar Isaac a pass on Yarvin. <laughs> But he was. <laughs> yeah, we are fucking dorks. <laughs> Making fun of him. Fucking dorks. Um, because he was talking about how his character was probably at the ceremony, the medal ceremony at the of end Yarvin. of the New Hope on Yarvin, because he, he it was at that moment he knew he wanted to be a pilot. And I thought yeah. that was really interesting insight to who that character is. Yeah, but I'm. Th- I think he was just kind of like fucking around when he said that. He was like connecting the dots. No, I. I don't think he was fucking around. Like, you think, think you that think, was? A, I think yeah. Like I think that was a conversation like he probably no, had with J.J. Abrams where he's so like, "This is part of the motivation of this character." Yeah, I thought that was legit. Maybe, but I, I'm pretty sure it's not. But anyway, so we had Lawrence Kasdan on the panel. What did you think of Lawrence Kasdan? I think I would love to hear a fat man on Star Wars with Lawrence Kasdan. That would be amazing. Because I bet he has some awesome fucking stories. Yeah. Like, I could, I bet I would love to sit down with that dude and just let him cut loose. But in that, the Comic-Con panel doesn't seem to be his form. I agree. He He's not a natural public speaker. Like, <clears throat> he's sitting next to JJ, who is, like, fucking Johnny on the spot. Funny. Engaging. Very quick-witted, and then you had Lawrence Kasdan, who's like three or four speeds slower, and he just like couldn't keep up. Um, I was I was disappointed with Adam Driver too because he didn't say very much, and I'm like, why the fuck did you even? He looked come out miserable. Here? He did the whole time, even when Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill were telling stories. He's just kind of sitting there, and I understand there's a portion. I understand a big part of it is his character is the big mystery. We don't know his lineage. We don't really know if he's a Sith or what's going on. So he can't. Yeah, they probably too much. said. Yeah, right. you probably just but, don't want to say anything. I mean, come on, you gotta, gotta give us something. And he just fucking didn't. Donald Gleason revealed the name of the the bad guy base. Maybe accidentally, he was just sort of casually talking, and he. You know, mention how his character's kind of the leader on Starkiller Base. And I thought, cool That's fucking name. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but, whoops. Because he was like, can I say that? Because that was the problem. You have all these actors up there that can't say shit. And they want them to talk, but yeah. they have Kathleen yeah. Kennedy yeah. sitting right there. And she'll, like, rip your face off if you say anything. So every, that's what happened with Adam Driver. Somebody said, well, can you tell us a little bit about his motivations or whatever? And he's like, uh, no. <laughs> that was it. That was his answer. Yeah, and then even even Donald Gleason's like, what, are you going to let this guy... They're like, well, then Chris Hardwick, who moderated, he's like, yeah. all right, Donald, what do you think? And Donald's like, whoa, you're going to let Adam go with just that? Yeah, yeah. And then Adam Driver's like... Blah, 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 blah. What do you want me to say? He's, he, like, says, like, like Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams, oh, well, what do you want me to say? Like, because yeah. he didn't know. That's got to be a really compromising position for him. It, it is, right. And it's like... He could he could have said something. Maybe yeah, maybe. But he he did not seem happy to be there. He he out of everyone on that panel, he was the guy that was like, I I can't wait for this to be over. Well, like 
I like I feel like with with actors you're not like the characters you play are sort of who you are like actors don't really go too far out of their element except for Harrison Ford no look at Harrison Ford and look at Indiana Jones and like, look at Han Solo and the guy from The Fugitive. I mean, they're all kind of... Like, they all have they're all not kinds of energy, whereas Harrison Ford just like... I, I would say that yeah, Han Solo not, and Indiana Jones is a bad example because that's almost the same, the same yeah. guy. But like, I don't think they go too far from who yeah, they are like, naturally. Like uh, Brad Pitt almost plays the same role almost every single time. George Clooney does the same thing. So, they're like, almost the same guy, but they're like, liking charm charming people. Right. I get the sense Adam Driver's a uh, strange guy, and he plays strange characters. Okay. That's it. Next. <laughs> they showed a three and a half minute. Uh, so we got a three and a half minute Superman v Batman v Superman thing, and we got a three and a half minute behind the scenes. Everyone was kind of hoping for a trailer. That wasn't to be. Apparently, the trailer's coming in in the fall, whatever that means. September, October. It's coming for. It to come at this point. It's coming for whenever the Disney convention is. D twenty three is in August. I don't think we're gonna see anything. I just read that. Um, Star Wars December. We're not gonna see anything before before August. I'd imagine that we'd get something at that. D23. They they said on the panel we're not ready to show a trailer. That's coming in the fall. And but we do have something special to show you tonight. What they're going to show at D twenty three, I read, was um, Battlefront stuff for that video game and Disney Snooze Infinity three point uh, which is like Star Wars. Still yeah, totally. Crazy. Right. Um, yeah, I think we're going to have to wait until at least September. I think it'll be September because that's when the book comes out. The book Aftermath, which if you guys haven't read yet, go online and read the synopsis. Because this is the first real book, the first real, like new canon, you know. Because the the is it? It's not the adaptation. Of no, the it's film. not. It's what just it some, is a companion piece. It is the direct sequel to Return of the Jedi. It's what happened after the Battle of Endor. And what is Star Wars Aftermath, the first of the trilogy of novels that are coming out that bridges the gap in between. Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. These books I will devour. I will have that shit read in... Who's the writer on that? Three or four Timothy days. Zahn? Not Timothy Zahn. Um, I actually can't remember. It's the guy... Oh, no. The guy that wrote... Remember Splinter of the Mind's Eye? Yes. The, that novel? Um, the guy that wrote that is writing the novelization to The Force Awakens. But I forget who's doing this trilogy of books. Matthew Stover, maybe? I think that might be it. He wrote the novelization to Revenge of the Sith. But anyway, um, so that comes out September 4th, which is going to be a pretty fucking cool day for me because the new Iron Maiden comes out that day, too. little side note. So I'll be dropping... It's Casal day. It is. Who maybe the Star Wars trailer will come out Stroke that day Fest as well. Stroke Fest 15 in Cassell's house. I'll tell you what, man. That's the when, real D. I can't wait for this fall leading into winter. Like it's going to be so exciting. There's just so much shit to be excited about. Um, but that's that's the big kickoff for me is like when that book comes out. Matt. But, oh, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. But we didn't get. Well, go ahead. Um, this is unrelated to. Go ahead. That's all right. Stuff. 
did you get the sense during the panel and the behind the scenes look that oh my god we get it you're doing practical offense yes effects yes very much so um it it almost like i, I what, how, like even in the middle of the entire thing i was kind of like man i would feel like shit if i was george lucas because i felt like every time they were just like it's a little slap in the face practical effects we're doing practical effects and they hammered it home they this are time. hammering it home because i feel like they're trying to get goodwill back from people like you to be honest um, that were soured on Star Wars because of CGI. Although I feel like that's a really shallow way of looking at like why people kind of got pissed at Star Wars, um, because I think that there's a lot more. I think there, you know, for like more the real fans like yourself, you took issue more with like certain story elements and things like mm -hmm. that as opposed to like those effects aren't good enough, like. Because, you know, they are what they are. But um, but I feel like there's so many people that turned their back on it because that was the torch that the haters carry was fucking CGI, CGI. And now it's like this almost like negative thing. And it's like, you realize like every movie has CGI? Like truly. And it, a lot of it. Um, Even in the behind the scenes stuff, they show, you know, there's a couple stormtroopers at the ramp of a ship, and I guess it's Kylo Ren that comes yeah. out, and everything behind it is it's green. green screen. Right. So yeah, that's great. You made the Falcon. You built the whole thing. It's there. It's legit. But how many other, you know, huge ship set pieces I, do you have like that? I'm ex right. <clears throat> I'm excited to see the blend of the real with the digital and yeah. you know see how it all works together uh, you know when i when i watch the the prequels it, it's too much it's too much cgi you can tell and you know cgi doesn't age as gracefully as real shit it really just doesn't um so just seeing real stuff hopefully enhanced with cgi will be the right balance uh unfortunately it took an entire trilogy to kind of figure that out but you know th th there, was, there was such enthusiasm with the new technology and right one of the selling points for all of us was oh well this is going to be all digital and right. all these new well, you know tricks and tools right let's be fair this is probably gonna have like a very similar uh look that uh that actually the phantom menace had the phantom menace was a true blend of the real with the digital and then he just went ape shit nuts when he got to Attack of the Clones and like made the whole thing, you know, a computer game basically. Um, but but anyway, so we didn't get a trailer. We got a behind the scenes look at it, which maybe in some ways tells us more than a trailer would have. At least a, a teaser, which is what we've gotten to this point. One of the one of my big takeaways from the behind the scenes uh, look was that. The al all the aliens and and maybe this is just a product of them being practically built. They're you know big heads, you know they're robotic. They're all there, but they all looked like original trilogy aliens to me. Like they all looked like they were a natural part of that universe. Even when you just see some weird foam part on top of some guy's head, it it didn't look like prequel aliens the world feels like 
the first time that you step on Tatooine. I know this is going to be a different planet, but it feels like it's connected to that yeah, original there, there were certain aliens in the prequels where I look at them and I'm like, that doesn't look like a Star Wars alien. And I understand it's, you know, George Lucas oversaw all that. So he fucking knows. But something about, like, some of these behind-the-scenes aliens in this clip, I was like, yeah, these just feel like you could dump them at any point in A New Hope. And you're not going to blink an eye. Like, oh, they were there the whole time. Matt, what do you think? Well, I think some of the CG aliens, particularly the pod race characters, always felt a little bit strange to me. Like, uh... Um, as CG as he was, I always felt Dex was a pretty pretty legit alien. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there, but again, I think we overlook that there really were still foam costumes and shit in all of the prequel movies and it's almost like it's disregarded that that even happened but in reality it did and it was relatively pre prevalent especially in the Phantom Menace you know like that that creature that um came yelling at, at Jar Jar that was selling Jar the chickens yeah and he's like alright and he had that goofy and honestly it's like Maybe you should have made him CGI because that doesn't look like <laughs> the best costume. And sometimes I get nervous that like all this like push for practical effects at, at the cost of quality effects could be detrimental because sometimes you can be like, that mouth looks like it's being controlled with a remote control right now. That doesn't look even remotely real. But as far as technology in that realm has come, like it's... It's better. Yeah. But it's still, like, look, I mean, granted, it's like, this is 16 years ago. It's like Jesse Eisenberg's wig. I don't fucking care how great wig technology is. Right. It's still a fucking wig. Right. You can just tell. Yeah. The the um, Trade Federation characters in The Phantom Menace with their mouths and everything and how like, they were terribly lip-synced and everything. I was fine with it, but, like... If you had made it CGI, it would have been lip synced properly. It would have looked more realistic. And but hey, it's not real. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about the footage that they showed. Um, Sharply, you saw it. I did see it. You've been awfully quiet you over there. You have been awfully quiet. You guys have just been going at it. The true Star Wars fans. You're a true I don't Star Wars. think that's you true. Cut, you cut you guys and you bleed the galaxy. It's like it's like light speed just comes right out of your veins um yeah i did see the trailer it was um it was nice to see the reactions from the actors and see just the that suicide squad type enthusiasm pour out of oh, look them. what i did <laughs> everybody was so excited everybody was so enthusiastic um the sets look cool i i you got to see some behind the scenes kind of thing where they would you you saw a familiar thing from like another trailer where you know stormtroopers are walking down um a hallway but it panned from all the people on the set over to something that was a little i can't wait familiar. to see that scene in the movie if it makes it which which part <clears throat> i mean maybe it wasn't the one you're talking about where you see two characters running down like a Star Destroyer hallway towards the camera. Yeah, that, that's what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's what that's, where they um, came from the crew. That's to Oscar that. Isaac. 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 It's him who is an X-Wing pilot, and he gets captured. And, and it's um, I, I'm pretty sure it's John Boyega before he turns. And I was thinking, because I, I watched it a few times, believe it or not. I was thinking 
um, it. I have a feeling it's very much like in A New Hope when they pretended that they had Chewbacca as a prisoner. I think at this point Boyega is pretending to be transporting uh, Poe Dameron. Po Dameron somewhere, and that's when they get in the, the TIE fighter, which we later see in the, the little behind-the-scenes thing, Crash Landed. And that's when, in the very first teaser trailer, you see... Uh, Boyega's head pop up without the stormtrooper helmet on. He looks real panicked. I think that's kind of how things are starting to fall into place. I don't know where the hell um, Oscar Isaac ends up after all of this, but probably in the forest where he's flying around and he's a little know. beat up at that point. He's beat up. He's flying around the, the, some forest. Yeah, scape. I don't. I don't know, but um, it was kind of it was kind of cool to see that and then try to piece it together a little bit with what we've seen so far. You're really trying to construct the story more so than I think any... Like, I watch trailers and I'm like, wow, I wonder where that's going to take place or what gets them oh, to that yeah, point. Oh, yeah, I really... But you're, like, piecing the story together. Well, it's it's kind of frustrating in a way because we still don't really know anything. Like, we've seen some cool shit, but, like... But I'd rather go into I'm, it not knowing. You know, like, I feel like I'm almost ruining it with as much as I know I feel like at this it. point, if we don't get a legitimate trailer where Luke's explaining to Daisy Ridley where she came from or whatever, like, I'd be okay. Like, we've, we've waited this long. It comes out in December. I mean, just, I don't, yeah, just I, keep, I, leave right. the suspense. I, I like the restraint that they're having with all this. I like the fact that we didn't get a real trailer. We got a behind-the-scenes thing. Yeah. It was, um, I know that we talked about it beforehand, there's the after Return of the Jedi, they had a making of Star Wars that came out. I don't know where it first aired. I had it on VHS for years and years and years, and I watched that thing a thousand times. I remember when and it was this on TV. reminded me of that same yeah. thing, and it was cool to see the behind the scenes. It, it was, was cool to see the motion capture and the 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 you know making the workshop uh-huh. and making all the aliens. I remember that Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. making of, and I and I can remember. Um, it being such a big deal to see that on TV, I I, I can remember it. I remember. Like it was shocking to me to watch them build the the sand skiffs yeah. out of like wood, and I was yeah, like, yeah, wow, yeah. there are carpenters making this shit. <laughs> yeah, this isn't yeah. like metal that came out of you know. It, it just was shocking to see all that stuff. Right. Yeah, I, I can vividly remember going. We my brother and I were being babysat uh, that night, and we had to go across the street to the lady that lived across the street's house and. Um, you know, we had to be good because if we weren't good, we didn't get to watch the Return of the Jedi. I think we just kept calling it Return of the Jedi, but we knew it wasn't. And uh, but yeah, I remember. For that. me, it was almost as good as another Star Wars movie because it was at the point where you're like, okay, well, they're not making any more movies, but I have this making of, and you get to see. I remember the um, how many actors were in Job of the Hut. And they had yeah. the one guy who did the mouth, and he smoked c- cigarettes and blew the smoke, and like all that shit was so cool. Yeah. So this took me back to that part of my childhood when mm-hmm. I watched that, and I was that excited, and I'm equally excited for this. It's it just looks so cool, and to hear Mark, you mentioned it, Paul, to hear Mark Hamill uh, talk about this film, it really connects oh. everything back together. One of it the, makes it feel like one. One of the big things that we did see was we saw Princess Leia for the first time. She looked pretty good. She did Looks look pretty better good. than she did in that panel. Yeah, she did. I don't think she was wearing anything that flattered her in, in any way. 
Uh, she really aggravated me during that panel. Maybe more so than Adam Driver, because Adam Driver was just fucking, you know, sour grapes. So I'm not going to say anything. But, like, every time Carrie Fisher opened her mouth, it was she was trying to make a fucking joke or be fucking snarky about something. Like, and she's sitting next to Mark Hamill, who just has this genuine boyish love for all this fucking sci-fi and the convention and Star Wars. And even Harrison Ford was fucking jazzed for this. I'm looking at pictures of Harrison Ford from the panel. He is like a, a carefree 18-year-old. He's but, so like, happy. Like, and uh, I forget what... Someone someone in the crowd asked a, asked a question about, like, where do you... I think it was the question... Where do you? Where did you imagine your characters would end up when you didn't think there would be right. another movie? Where right. did you imagine that end up? Right. And I thought Mark Hamill gave a pretty legitimate answer. He was like, "Well, the love of his life turned out to be his sister, so he probably went off and you know lived like Ben Kenobi, just off you know by himself, keeping to himself, and made you know joke about therapy and stuff." But I thought it was a pretty legitimate answer. Okay. And like I forget what. Carrie Fisher said, but it was just like some offhand quip, and I'm like, "Fuck, come on, give me something." And then Harrison Ford sucked too. He was like, "No, I never thought of that." Because once the movies were done, they were done. That's not. Come on, Harrison. You know, Ford at was some like, point, it's make believe, you dummies. Even, even say, "Well, I thought he died of a heart attack after because I wanted him <laughs> to die." Five years earlier, when we after we were done with Empire, even say something like that, but like, you know, she, she frustrated me. <laughs> well, um, quickly, let's do polynomics. It was fun. It was it was a good panel. It was a good good behind the scenes thing. It wasn't a trailer, but still, uh, my excitement is at an eight. My expectations are at a seven. If, very modest, I think. That is very modest. I feel like I have a lot of a lot of emotion wrapped up into this particular franchise that I need to I need to temper it. I can understand that. Ian? My expectation is at a seven. But my excitement is at a ten. There is <laughs> there if if Star Wars isn't something for me to be fucking super excited about then what is there? So I am fucking fully jazzed. Wow. I'm in. So this is going to be just as good as Suicide Squad. Ouch. I'm not, I'm not at a 10 for Suicide Squad. No, but expectation. You think this movie will be just as good as the Suicide Squad movie? I'm trying or to... Or did you give that an 8? I'm trying crazy to... Crazy 8 for Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. Suicide Squad is going to be better than The Force. I'm trying to... Are these different scales? No, it's the same okay. scale, Matt. I'm just trying I'm, to. I'm trying. I'm to, trying to to put into perspective what you have just said. This is a beloved property to me. Uh huh. I don't want to have too high of an expectation, but I will not let that curb my enthusiasm and excitement. So you're forcing yourself to have low expectations. Yeah, I mean, yes. I think for for guys like me and Ian that have some. Uh, they're a little more reserved after not liking the prequels so much. Uh-huh. We're going to go in with a little lower expectation. Uh-huh. I I don't want to be like, I don't want to I don't I don't want to be hurt. That's all. I don't no, want I my heart it, to be broken. It. But I'm super 
fucking excited. There's, I, I can't control my excitement. I can control my expectations, but I can't control my excitement. We don't. And my do, feelings as a I, I fan. Okay, that's fair. Through the through we the We don't roof. do half measures or decimals or no, fractions but, and polynomics. But like this behind the scenes footage, I mean, it pushed me up higher on you know numbers remain the same. But high on those numbers, like yeah. I think this behind-the-scenes stuff did more for me than the last trailer did. I thought that uh, well, you were concerned that, that Harrison Ford looked skeletal uh, in the in the last trailer. Um, I thought he looked good in the little bits that we saw of him in this thing. Uh, possibly even better. I don't I don't know. Um, but yeah, man, I'm a ten and a ten for this one too. That, let me put it to you like this. I, I saw the Superman... So equal to Superman? Batman I, saw the, Superman? I saw the Batman v Superman trailer, and I thought, my God, I am almost just as excited for this as I am Star Wars. It's that close. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it's within the same point range. So not quite exactly. Star Wars is just a little ahead, but they're really close. Yeah, um... Super jazz for these two movies. I can't wait for them to come e- easily out. Easily my my one and two for like most anticipated movies. If these movies both hit my expectation, then we'll, we would have a blessed few months with the yep. kind of movies that we got. Yep. Can't agree more. I mean, these are these are these are the two biggies. It's the golden age of movies, yeah, right? There, really right is. here and now. Yeah. December and then what? March. I, uh yeah yeah i remember when we did our um 2014 preview show and we talked about the upcoming movies that we had for 2014 and i said you know what guys this is just another year in the way of getting to 2015 and and that's the year i'm excited for and unfortunately i think 2015 has been a little bit of a disappointment with some of the things we were expecting to be pretty good and then like some nice surprises along the way like Mad Max and which wasn't even on the radar which wasn't even on the radar but like with comics and stuff I haven't been like blown away by anything I don't think we're gonna be either what do we have we have Ant-Man and then Fantastic Four right I don't I don't feel like we're gonna get Goosebumps is probably gonna be good you know let me let me just say something real quick I've seen a number of trailers recently that looked really good that aren't like our typical stuff, but Goosebumps looks really good. I haven't seen that trailer Goosebumps yet. looks like a lot of fun. It yeah. does. Um, I think that uh, the Creed movie, the Rocky spinoff, I looks... I haven't seen anything for that. Looks I, really I heard good. about it. It has... Um, Michael but B. It's, it's going to have the stink of the Fantastic Four. Uh, that looks good. That kid's so good. Even if Fantastic Four bombs, he's going to be fine. Let me tell you something. The Peanuts movie is gonna be amazing. You think so? Yeah, I do. I do. I saw the tra- the new trailer for it. I haven't seen that. And yet. I honestly, it blew me away. I was like, it captures everything that the Peanuts are, but it does it in this like three D animation style. But it still has like almost a stop motion look to it, and then it has like kind of enhancements and effects that feel like they're done in a more two D look. It's a very unique and original 3D animation style and, and it's just such a breath of fresh air even though it's like tried and true a tried and true property like, see you know, I think it I think it'll be fun and it'll be enjoyable but it's probably gonna do 
about what Inside Out did. I think it'll be cool. People will talk about it for a couple weeks, but like I don't think it's gonna be a gigantic hit. I, I, I don't think peanuts are still that kind of property. Uh, the thing that it has going for it is that there's always um, there's always a fan base because every year you get the Great Pumpkin and you get the Charlie Brown Christmas. So everyone, even even little kids know the, the kids are going to be into it. The parents certainly are going to be into it. It's it's going to be big. It's going to be the biggest anime. Well, no, probably Minions actually will be the biggest animated movie of the year. Or, Pile of shit. Oh, did you see it? I don't need to see it. Okay, you know. The first Despicable Me movie was entertaining. It, it was. I saw both of them. Despite the minions. If you took all of them out, fantastic movie. They dragged that they dragged that movie down. And now they get their own fucking movie. They're so aggravated. So Fuck those Anyways, I wish Linus would strangle them with his blanket. He's not that kind of hero. He's the hero that city needs. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we're going to wrap it up tonight. Uh, tune in next week. Or maybe, maybe even, even sooner. Maybe even sooner to get those numbers up. But uh, we're going to talk about all the big comic book news from San Diego Comic-Con. Huge movie news. There was a lot of comic book stuff that came out too. So we're going to give you another giant-sized episode and we also have to wrap up some of uh, the big events that both DC and Marvel had. We never had a chance to touch on those, so we want to update all of you loyal comic book readers on how we felt about Convergence as well as Secret War. That's right. Look for that next time. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Casal. Thanks for listening. And just fucking talk about free at last. (laughs) Free at last. (laughs)